Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Who Can Convince You. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. How are you? Uh, rather good, actually. Rather, rather, rather. Um, what have you been doing? Mm. I watched Doctor Who. Good. I watched um, up till the 50th anniversary and then the 50th anniversary. Right. Um, what do you think of the 50th anniversary? Uh, I remember it being hyped up. Oh, not hyped up. That's probably the one. There was a lot of promotion for the 50th, mm. like the week of it happening. Mm. Um, and I thought it was fine. Best bit? When I got to switch over. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't really remember the it. Tom Baker at the end? Yeah, that's that was probably the best bit. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? I'm surprised he's agreed to do it. What did you think of it? Enjoyable. It wasn't worth the hype, but I like the the dimensions between Matt Smith and Tennant. The dimensions between them. The character. The, I don't know what oh, it's called. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm trying chemistry to say. Chemistry. Yeah. Between them. I enjoyed the chemistry between Matt Smythe and David Tynant. <laughs> I enjoyed the. <laughs> I enjoyed the chemistry between Matt Smythe and David Tennant, and um, I thought John Hurt was all right. I like Paul McGann. Oh yeah, have you watched the Minnesota? I watched the minis, the mini episode, mm-hmm. and I would have preferred him in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think for me, I think that was my favorite bit of the fifties, mm. other than the uh, adventure in. Space and time, or time and space. Can never remember which way around. It I don't is. know what the uh, documentary oh, film thing. Mm. Not documentary. What do you call it? A biopic. Biopic. Mm. Yeah. You enjoyed it. that more than the fiftieth. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, which probably says something about my tastes. Well, have you watched that? What the biopic? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. It's sad, isn't it? It, it is, well... And I always remember Matt Smith with his hands at the end. It, oh, that's the one bit that ruins it. No, I quite like it. Oh, uh, yeah, but it sort of... So this it is dates w- it. It instantly dates it when you do that. Because, mm. the, yeah, but stuff has happened since then, hasn't it? Yeah, but I, I see it more as a... Uh, this is where it can lead, and this is where it did lead to the future. This is a one of the doctors. I wouldn't show him as being like, look what's going to happen. Well, I'm, surprised, I would. I'm surprised David Bradley as William Hartnell didn't just sort of smash the console. I, um, I think I'd rather Capaldi there rather than Matt Smith or mm. Tennant. Um, only because they got a bigger connection to Doctor Who. Like, they were both watched it when they were little and grew up with it. I think it meant more to them, but... I just... I, I don't think it's... I think the best thing they could have done there is maybe just show clips of Hartnell. In stories, as sort of like murky flashbacks of all of his stories. All the doctors there, and Tom Baker with a massive grin and face, and his face stuck on a body. Big eyes. And a jail at the end of the 50s. It's so, so creepy. Strange. Horrible. It's like everyone's stuck in the same position. It's horrible. I think he's done pretty well. It's fair, isn't it? As long as you don't I'd, focus in on yeah, one person. Yeah, I'd rather see it than not. But yeah. I think the 50th would have ha- told a different story if. The ninth Doctor uh, mm. said yes because well, they had a different story lined up, and I think it was cobbled together. Um, 
in the last few months. Well, Christopher Eccleston... Has... They didn't know any of them would come back. No. I might, I, David Tennant would be right there. I reckon he mm. just says... Uh, I reckon his agent has been told, if Doctor Who phoned, mm. just say yeah. <laughs> More money at Comic-Con, yeah. innit? Mm. You can charge 150 quid now mm. for an autograph. No, I... I, I... <sighs> After do reading, watching some backstory, do you know the, the YouTuber who does those parts of you know part? He's on part eleven now, and he's a tenant. Oh, the um, yes, he's fantastic. They're like hour long episodes, they're aren't they? Brilliant, Doctor Per Doctor. They're fantastic. So his channel's called uh, Clever Dick Films, right? Mm. And I just think that the fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Whenever I'm going to a different era of Doctor Who, I watch. One of his videos first. Nice. And I watched his two most recent ones uh, with Chris Eccleston and Tennant. And I had no idea about all, all the things that went on. I didn't know Tennant was a huge fan of Doctor Who. I'm not sure he's as big a fan as he says he is. No. Yeah, I'm confident uh, with that. But I reckon there's some truth behind it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he, he's, he, he liked it as a kid. Yeah. I doubt. We went into acting and stuff because of it. Apparently. Did he though? Apparently. Mm. Hey ho. But yeah, no, those YouTube videos are great. There's quite a few good. There's some great YouTubers that I've mm, but seen. Uh, I think this is the the one I've For seen info so far. Stuff, it seems well. Uh, uh, Dalek sixty three eighty eight as well. Uh, Terry Nation Army. Those are great. They're like little documentaries. Oh, I've, ne- on... I've never seen these. Oh, they're really good on like really specific things, but mm. they're really really interesting, and they're done so well with the Clever Dick Films YouTube yeah. channel. It's great production yeah. values. It's just a documentary. It's a mm. proper documentary. Well, all the modes you'd want in there. Well, I think we're thinking of doing one, aren't we? Mm. A documentary, mm. but. When when that time comes, which hopefully won't be that far away, mm. we're going to do it properly. Not that they're not doing it properly. No, I'm not saying yeah. that. But, but we look up to them, don't we? Like, yeah. Well, that's, can we do if it? We're like, going to do if yeah. If we're going to do a documentary, I think we've got to do it properly. Yeah. And yeah, you know, balls deep. Yeah. No one wants to watch a shitty documentary. No. Uh, what about podcasts? Have you been listening to any podcasts? The Crinoid one. Nice. Crinoid one. Finally. You've got Fine. there. I've listened to it one before. Oh, have you? Oh. Yeah. But this one, I proper listened. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like 10 minutes, you know, to have Straight a, through. a full-on episode. Nice. And um, I think it's, again, one of those things that we look up towards <laughs> and want to be like. It's you like... Know. The more podcasts I listen to, the more I think, oh, shit, we need to really up our game here. Mm. Like, mm. Just stop. Should we just quit? Send us an email. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to another podcast. Uh, found a new one. Oh? It is called Doctor Who, All of Time and Space. And it is, um, fro- it is made by... Our one of our listeners, Matt Cockrum. No. Yeah. It's brilliant. Is it? It's really good. Yeah. How long has it been going for? Uh, not that long, I don't think. Twenty twenty. So coming for you. They're only on episode they're only on episode ten. Yeah, but I imagine it'd be quality though. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, exactly. I've, I've said this, you know. Quantity over quality for us. Quantity <laughs> over quality. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. What else have been? Um, Cyberman head should be arriving soon, and then I can stop talking about it. That'd be nice. Yeah. You'll wear it during the walk. If he sounds muffled Ooh, soon, yeah. you'll know why. Oh, we're going to do a video one for that, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. The YouTube thing will start eventually. Yeah. Stagnant. Stagnant isn't it now? It barely any episodes. Yeah. But um, anyway, after watching the 50th, right, I went to pull out, oh, it didn't resolve Matt Smith's era. Mm. Is that right? So I, I get the Series 8 box set and it's Capaldi. Where's the Christmas special? You have to buy it separately. Oh, right, okay. There's three specials now you have to buy separately. I didn't know. It's very annoying. You could watch them on iPlayer? No. No, thank you. Should arrive tomorrow. Don't you threat. Uh, I'm not threatening, but... Hmm. um, Should we do a quiz? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Quiz, do you? I do. Mm. This is the third quiz. It's the fourth quiz. It's the fourth quiz. Ah. Mm, Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, I, like I did last time, this is Doctor Who merch. Nice. Something different. Something different. And I went for a bit of a not item you want to seek a mishmash you know yeah pretty much (laughs) Um, you got to put these in descending order highest first uh, price wise thank you so should we start let's go item A Doctor Who inspired Christmas mug which is personalised you can put your name on it Um, and this photo has gone for um, I think it's Tenant it's like a chibi tenant on a mug, and it's nothing to do with Christmas. A chibi? I think it's chibi, isn't it? What does that mean? It's like a cute, like, baby anime oh, character. Massive eyes. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And they've done it with tenant. Okay. And it's not officially licensed, mind. Okay. Um, but they've chosen to put the word Matthew on there, like Matt Smith, but it. Ah, uh, right, okay. So I thought that was Understood. quite funny. Okay. Um, so, item B. <laughs> Doctor Who ankle socks. Uh, it says, uh, on the waist step. What's that called? The underside the of your soul. Yeah, you're just not the I know. On the soul, it has, shh, I'm watching Doctor Who. Right. I thought that was quite clever. Because when you sat on your ass with your feet up, mm. watching Doctor Who, yeah. everybody can see. Your feet. Your feet. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, but it's a funny fan gift for him and for her. Item C, we've got rare Doctor Who boots. Are you not going to show me the socks? Oh, yeah, I suppose I could. I hate pictures of socks. It's stock. Just, like, very... Ang- oh, It's horrible, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I'm watching Doctor Who. Shh. Or, shh, I'm watching Doctor Who, exactly. depending on what foot. So that's something, isn't it? It's something. Item C... Rare Doctor Who bootleg David Tennant box set from eBay. 
a bootleg. A bootleg. It's a rare bootleg. And it includes... A, a, I'll read it as it said on the box. Okay. It includes TARDIS Talking Money Bank. Uh, it's a Rise of the Cybermen gift set. And it includes... Tenant, a tenant figure. Right. It includes a mobile phone and it includes a gun. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So it's a doll figure. Yeah. What? Who on earth is that? It's tenant. No, it's not. It is. That's not real, is it? He's a bit tanned. You but... know, when you say bootleg, hmm. does that mean it's not real? Yeah. Not officially licensed. I can tell it's not officially licensed. You get a mobile phone. It's terrible. Oh, it's rare. It, yeah, no wonder. And what fuck would want that? You got a blaster for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Did you remember seeing that in a Doctor Who episode? No. Like Nerf gun. No. It's pretty cool though, isn't it? I want it. And finally, item D. It's a Tom Baker scarf, officially licensed. BBC Doctor Who Scarf Season 12 is it, from eBay. Is it the full length? I'm guessing so, because the picture is horrific. <laughs> it's horrible. Okay. You know, we were talking about Tom Baker in the, the 50th flick. Yeah. Smiling. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like ghost Tom right. Baker with a massive scarf draped over him. Okay. With that horrible, horrible grin. Okay. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I know the pricing of the scarf. Okay. Shall I, I go for the three items again? You can. Go on. So it's a, we've got the Christmas mug, item A. we got socks, B. C is uh, the bootleg tenant box set toy thing. Yeah. And D is the scarf. Okay. Highest to lowest. I'm going to try and tackle the scarf first. Oh. No. The scarf mm. on on the BBC store, I think, is twenty nine ninety nine. Right. But I have seen another version of it. The one on the BBC store is not the full length. I don't think right. it is a normal length scarf mm. made to look like the Tom Baker scarf. Mm. It's the same pattern. The full length one, I'm sure, is forty nine ninety nine. Okay. Okay. All right. So, but I don't know which one that is. Okay. Up next. Oh, it's the full length one. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely the full length one. Because I don't think the BBC do a full length one. It says official BBC Dog 2 scarf, and you've seen... It's Tom Baker. I, I, I expect he's quite tall. And it's like his cardboard cutout with a massive scarf draped over him. Okay, well, if, if that's if it's the full length one, I'm going to say it's forty nine ninety nine, right? UK pounds, right? Post Brexit, um, right? The mug, it's an eBay mug, I'm guessing, is it? Yeah, they're all eBay. I think they're all eBay. Right? Yeah, they are all eBay. Mug, socks, and the bootleg thing. Now, there's two ways I'm thinking that the bootleg is going to go. It's either going to be insanely priced for shit, mm. or it's going to be worthless. Right. It is rare. <sighs> yeah. Highest is the scarf. Mm-hmm. 
lowest socks. Okay. Yeah. Scarf, yeah. bootleg, mug, socks. Final you, answer. You bang on. No! Yeah, you bang on. Yes! So you're right, the, the scarf is top. Okay. Top of the list. It's $49.99. Bingo! Mm-hmm. Uh, next is the bootleg. Can I guess the price? You can guess the price. It, 28 quid. 34.99. Wow. Plus 4.95 economy shipping. <sighs> so. Something that's not even right. Okay. Uh, next. Did you say the mug was last or the socks were last? You said the socks were last. Socks were last. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so next is the mug. Uh, can I guess? Yeah. 13.99. Whoa, what mugs do you get? It's a per- somebody's going to charge a fortune to print on a mug, aren't they? It's six ninety nine plus two ninety nine postage. It looks awful, <laughs> and you know it's the type <laughs> of thing great. that when you put it in the dishwasher a couple of times, yeah, that's it. No, tenant's going to look like he's got a skin condition. Mm. Eczema. Eczema. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, was the socks four ninety nine, six ninety nine. Bollocks. Technically, they're the same price, but. With posters and packaging. Ah, okay. Uh, would you rather the socks or the mug? Uh, I'd rather the mug. I'd rather the mug. I do. I do prefer a cotton rich. If I'm going for sock. Mm. Um, I'd I prefer do not to like a knob in them as well. Yes, there there is that. Um, of all of them, what would you have? What I'd go you? scarf. I would. I'd go yeah. with the, the, the. Yeah, go to scarf. I was going to say bootleg, but yeah. Other than having a tiny nerf gun, what are you going to do? Why is there a nerf gun at I don't know. Hey. Well, that was a quiz. That was good. Did you play along at home? Oh, well done. Good. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. Oh, great stuff. Right, on to the main bit of the podcast. Okay, so this week's episodes, The Edge of Destruction, The Rebel Flesh, slash The Almost People. Is it in that order, Rebel Flesh, Almost People? Is it Almost People, Rebel Flesh? Rebel. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Rebel. Rebel Flesh, Almost People. So, first up is The Edge of Destruction, or Inside the Spaceship, or The Spaceship depending on what you want to call it. We're going to call it The Edge of Destruction, because that's why it's really called. Why is it called different things? Um, Back then, here we go, into the mists of time. Way back who, when. Hmm. The actual story doesn't have a uh, like a full title. Hmm. There are individual episode titles, aren't they? Yeah. So it was Edge of Destruction and the Brink of Disaster for this one, for the two episodes. Right. But the overall story is given the name of the Edge of Destruction. Right. So, but, hey yeah. So the Edge of Destruction, Season 1, Serial 3, Production Number C. We're not going to do that. We're not that sad. Aired from the... What, eight- do what? Give the production numbers. We're not doing that anymore. 
we never... We're not going to... No. Uh, aired from the 8th to the 15th of February, 1964. Ooh. Written by David Whittaker, directed by Richard Martin and Frank Cox. Produced by Verity Lambert. And there is stock music used in this one. Two episodes long. <laughs> Would you like a snop? Mm. Snop, snop, snop. As they slowly recover from the shock of being thrown to the TARDIS floor, the Doctor, Susan, Ian and Barbara all start acting strangely. Unexplained events occur and the travellers start to turn on each other as they contemplate what is happening on the TARDIS. Dot, 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 dot. First impressions upon viewing. Fair. Fair. Should we give it a rating then and move on? I'd give it... This was a tough one for me. Mm. In what way? It's very unlike old Who. This early on. Mm. This is the third story. It is the third story. I think it's quite innovative, considering the... Didn't they have... Was someone not there or something like that to do a full story? So they they just did two episodes. So, well, there were 13 episodes commissioned. I think it was 11 originally. And then Mm. halfway through the first story, they commissioned a couple of others. They gave them a couple more episodes. So that was up to 13, which meant that by the end of the Dalek story, there were two episodes that they still had. Mm. So... Two remaining episodes, and then David Whittaker had to write this in four days. Right. Um. So yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm shit at writing. Yeah. I'm shit. It'll take me one year. One whole year. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it was um a quick turnaround, I think, on this one. Uh, it's also the cheapest story ever made by Doctor Who. Coming in at £2,500. Whoa, what did you spend that on? Scissors. <laughs> yeah. Which is, do you know what? I've always wondered about the budget for Doctor Who, because mm. you can't really find it out now for New Who. Mm. There's not that much info. The closest I've found... Well, this so this story was cost 2500 quid. Mm. In the 70s, when Philip Hinchcliffe was doing Doctor Who, there was I saw an interview the other day, and he said that it costs just under 20 grand to make one episode of Doctor Who. So for the Tom Baker era. And then for, for New Who, supposedly, it's somewhere around 400 grand per story. So back then, two thousand pounds. That's dollars. Back then, I love conversion rates. So back then, two thousand pounds was thirty grand today. Okay. About that. So that's not a lot. Okay, so this is the cheapest story ever made at 2500 In the 70s, it was just under 20 grand. So let's assume it was 15 grand. What is that now? 233,000. Okay, so. In 1970. So now it's somewhere around the 400k mark. An episode? Yeah. Shit. 
That's what supposedly it's. It's uh, not that it's, far it's, off, is yeah. it? Yeah, it's well, not two hundred grand, but mad that, isn't it? It's still four hundred thousand isn't much for like a big blockbuster for, for you know. forty-five minutes. <laughs> what do you mean? For forty-five minutes, four hundred grand yeah. isn't a lot of money. <laughs> I suppose it is, yeah. yeah. Where does it go? Weird, isn't it? Where does it go? David Tennant's pocket. He's <laughs> <laughs> still getting paid. You don't like him, do you? I don't not like him. Just think he's steaming, thieving little shit. Oh. No, he's all right. Um, I put, this isn't a Doctor Who episode I expected so early. Psychological. It's very different. Should we discuss? <laughs> it is very different. I remember when I first saw this, because I had it on video. Mm. I think it was with the pilot episode and this on the video. Why? I don't know. Oh, just because the shorter stories chuck them all Yeah, I think, yeah, because mm. it's a two-parter to mm. fill up the video, chuck the pilot episode on. Mm. Um, and I remember being a bit not disappointed yeah, probably was disappointed as a kid that there's no aliens. Or, you know, no... Monsters per monsters minute. Monsters, MPM. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It's good. But in a sort of... Mm, I don't, is it good? <laughs> I don't know. I reckon it's pretty darn okay. I think... Uh, Given that he wrote it in four days, and yes, uh, it's a strange. I just can't wrap my head around why they'd commission two more, not four. So it's going to be a short story. What's that about? Well, I think given the time, it would have just been a massive faff, and the budget to do it, and they overspent like mad no. on the previous episodes. So it had to be like a self-contained story. Right. So, see, I think this was written as a sort of, as a character piece, but it doesn't really do anything as a character piece because no. everybody is acting completely differently to how they normally would. Yeah. So it doesn't work like that. And I feel like the story could have done more of what it had. I f- like, it, it, it kind of comes to a point and then drops off and it's fine. Mm. I wish it kind of uh, maybe developed the psychological thing a bit more and well, push it and push it and push it until they really don't know who's who. Um, and maybe, or maybe you just conclude the monster that one did actually get into the TARDIS. Well, well let's get to the, the resolution of the story. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the whole reason all this is happening? I found it quite charming. I don't think the Doctor would ever actually do that. I think it's just a dumb thing. You know, maybe if it was the companions in there and they just noticed, yeah, but the Doctor would already know. He knows that TARDIS. Although it's just quite early days for the Doctor in this TARDIS, yeah. isn't it? So he wouldn't quite understand what it meant. But a spring. It's a bit of a... Just say it. It's shit. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no. It's terrible. The whole thing revolves around a spring being stuck. And then we have four... Is it four times they explain it? Or three times they explain what they mean about the spring? Mm. 
Like, look at this torch. Like, mm. well, the springs it's like that. Screw yeah. it all. Yeah. The spring presses the thing. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, we get it. The spring was stuck. The button was pressed down. This whole time. I think, yeah, but the... Yeah, it's quite realistic, though. If something like silly like that happens, <sighs> you tell everyone. Like, it turns out it was just this thing. Do you know what? I had what? it on the van. What? A spring? My hazards wouldn't switch off. Mm. It was a spring under the button. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. The spring under the button this wasn't whole time. the whole time. And you're blaming everyone. But it was so that you press the button to switch your hazards on. Mm. But the button would depress mm. and raise. Mm. But the spring was covering the little contact that the button actually presses. So it was constantly so it was just constantly on. So I had to just punch the punch the dash until the, the button came out. <laughs> and now it's fine. Self-righted itself. Took the van back to the start of the universe. Oh, God. It, I don't know what any of that's about. It's a very convoluted story. I know that much. When it doesn't mm. need to be. A, a problem for me is that nothing is really resolved. So, like, oh. I feel like instead of that character development, um, they added a lot But it doesn't of, do any character development. Well, I know. And <laughs> because of, well, they replaced that with just constant bullshit excuses, you know, of, like, filling time. Okay, I, I think yeah. it was a bit before its time, like having proper character development, you know, because mm. every every series seems to have one of these episodes, don't they? Do you know where they're, they're stuck? Uh, a yeah, filler. I mean, no, it's it's a pure like um, I think one of the most famous ones would be like Breaking Bad, the Fly episode, um, and of course New Who has some of those episodes as well. Um, and it, it is used as a, a pause. Mm. Usually it's used as a pause in the story. So everyone can take a breather. And then after that, there's going to be a shit show. But before then, they, these are the stakes. It's what sets the stakes and why they're doing it. It just reminds the audience of what's happening. Doing it in the third episode, though. And when they didn't do it, it wasn't anything to do with character development. It, it generally was. Mm. The characters... Not even acting like themselves. Well, in yeah. the TARDIS and reacting to something that actually is a cock up with the TARDIS, and it, I, it doesn't work in that sense. But I think it's quite unique and charming. Being it's it's the got, third yeah, it's got story. a thing about it, isn't it? I think yeah. there's more character development in the Daleks than anything else. Mm. I just for think the, this, this TARDIS team. This is a huge push, wasn't it? Uh, the creators of this wanted this to be amazing. The BBC weren't sure. Yes. And to do this story, third episode, that's crazy. No, third story in. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, uh, the thing is, it, it comes, it's that awkward time though, isn't it? You've got two episodes and you've got no money. What are you going to do other than something like this? Why well, you've got no money. Why couldn't they leave the two episodes until later on in the series? Is it just how well, this, it production was schedules was finish after this? It's only had this one season. Yeah, but couldn't they rearrange it? So instead of shooting, I don't know what order they would have shot it in. Maybe they in, shot like in order. Oh, really? Yeah. At this point, it would have been episode one's rehearsed on a Monday. Oh, yeah, of course. Done on a Wednesday, and yeah. then same, you know, or recorded whenever. But you know, but I, yeah. So up, at the... I just don't know why the, the schedule didn't allow those two episodes to be later on in the season. Rather than well, this is the this is the end of that block. Season one. Well, it was like you've got these episodes. That's all. We I thought it was thirteen for season one. Yeah, this is thirteen episodes. 
Up to this is the thirteenth. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Of course, because they're stories and mm. they'll have like four, six parts, won't they? Right. Okay. Yeah. This isn't season one, but at the end of this, it was. Oh, I think it was midway through the Daleks that they were. It was said to be like just get rid of this right shit, but then carried on. Um, what do you think of the cast? Obviously, we've only got the four. We've got Doctor Who. Doctor Who. As Stephen Moffat would say. William Hartnell. Ian Chesterton. We, uh, William Russell. Barbara Wright. Jacqueline Hill. And Susan Foreman. Carol Ann Ford. Who's your favourite? Go on. Doctor Who. William Hartnell. Hartnell. Mm. And I find... And I found that a lot of the characters don't really act that well when they're by themselves. But when Hartnell comes in, it's like they're bouncing off him, they're having a proper conversation. After that, when he leaves, the pacing's all off. Uh, the the drive to act good is gone. I th- yeah, I think when Hartnell's there, everybody is like very... Dad. Well, I think everybody's very nervous because mm. he's very unpredictable. Mm. So what is on your script is not necessarily yeah. what's going to come out of his mouth. So I think everybody's sort of a bit more lively because anything could happen mm. and it's like we can't stop recording so fuck if something mm. goes wrong and he does uh, have some blunders there's, some, there's a few yeah but i think the blunders he makes you know when he's uh i can't think what it is there's one when he's shouting isn't there it's when they're accusing uh ian and barbara mm. and he's got susan by his side and and he's shouting and he sort of he makes a blunder there obviously but it feels realistic because it's a, he's like yeah. he's so pissed off that it it works mm. in that sense. It like I think it's unnoticeable, mm. really. But who, what what do you think of the others then? This TARDIS team. So Susan Foreman is Doctor Who's granddaughter. Oh, I don't like her. This is her best performance in Who. I like bits with her in it, like you know the scissor scene where she's. She has an agenda with that, you know, sofa or chair. Mm. She fucking hates it. Hates that chair. It, it looks really uncomfortable as yeah, well. Yeah, I was like thinking that. Worm oh, you're back on that. Wow. Um, mostly of what I've seen of her, though, I'm not a massive fan. I'm not a massive fan of Susan. But I, just I don't... think she's go- she's great in episode one. Right. And I don't think she's ever as good in anything it's, else. I don't, it's not how she's acted. I just don't like the premise of that character. I don't like having a relationship with the Doctor. Well, um, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, I think a lot of people now criticise that the Susan thing hasn't been looked at a bit more. Because she is the Doctor's granddaughter. Officially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan is is the Doctor's granddaughter. What happened to her? Well, he left her on Earth. She went, she, in Dalek Invasion of Earth, a story in the next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season two. He, uh, she falls in love with a bloke. Oh, here we go. And there's an amazing speech by Hartnell. Like he's great at this sort of thing. Mm. And he leaves her, realizing like it's the only way that he's gonna, that everybody's going to move on is for her to sort of stay and settle and, and go on his own. It's like, yeah. not an error. Please close the doors. Close the doors. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so she's left on earth mm. but it's never ever picked up on again right 
and New Who. I think people people criticise New Who for not. I think especially in like recent times with the episodes, mm. the Susan thing not being more a part of it. But I it's think, mentioned in passing a few times, like oh yeah, I had a you yeah know, a family I think, stuff like that. It's such an area of I think most New Who fans who go back to classic Who are mostly focused on the colour era. I'd say. Mm. Which is a shame, really. Well, I don't think a lot of New Who fans who are going to go back are going to look at the first series of Hartnell and be watching it because they're gripped by it. See, so I, I think if, it's... If I was had the task of watching Old Who, I'd watch it from the very beginning. You can't just jump in like midway, although it doesn't really matter. But yeah, um, I, it's when a show's been running so long... I think it's it's important to see how it developed over the years. Well, yeah, because I think what we know as being Doctor Who, in the sort of canon way, mm. comes sort of midway through Troughton, or to the end of Troughton, really, and more Pertwee and Baker. John Pertwee. <laughs> of course, you're south. Um So I think for the Hartnell stuff, it's more... It's more mysterious... That you don't really know who he is. It's not mentioned that he's an alien, really. Mm. Well, well it's, this I say is that it's not. It is mentioned, but there's no mention of Gallifrey. There's no mention mm. of the two hearts. There's no mention of, you know... This is the first expansion on his uh, lore, isn't it? Where the TARDIS is, is sentient. sentient. Yes. Mm. And that they've got a telepathic link, haven't they? Him and Susan mm. have got a sort of... Which... It's an interesting idea... The story is a is an interesting idea, yeah, but it sort of it doesn't do anything and nothing is resolved. No, I mean by the end they did just go to the next case and then move on. Yeah, there it's... was no like. Oh well, saying that though, uh, you did have Hartnell in the second episode, I think, when she sits down with Barbara. It's like, look, listen, I know mm. you're a cow. I know I could be a cow. However. Well, he doesn't apologise, does he? No. There's no No. way. No. I am not apologising. But you're, you know, you're pretty valuable to me, to be fair. So we'll look after you, eh? (laughs) And it worked. Yeah. And it worked. But uh, apparently they had some tension or something like that in a previous uh, story. And it's nice that they're all on the same wavelength now as a team, as the TARDIS team. Well, yeah, because in the... Uh, well, I'm not going to say because you haven't watched the stories. I'd like you to sort of witness them firsthand, really. Mm. But there is there's some tension. Not like it's not sexual tension. Oh yeah, no, there isn't. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, the main problem with this for me is that it is not explained at all why everybody is acting weird. No, at all. Look. Like, just they just are. So the TARDIS, paranoia. there's that explosion in the TARDIS. Everybody falls over, hmm. and from that moment on, everybody is completely out of character for the most part. Especially Ian. Yeah. Now, I quite like Ian as a character. Mm-hmm. For me, he's the worst thing about this story because it's some there's some dreadful acting. Awful. Awful. Some but when he's terrible. with when he's with Hartnell, he's yeah, fine. he's all right. Yeah. Mm. 
But his physical acting oh. is... Oh, dear. Oh. The thing that's coming to my head straight away is the flops. When he falls to the floor. He's... N- physical acting is not William no. Russell's strong point. It but never has been. You can see where why Hartnell's saying, oh, he's just play acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. We'll do it serious and yeah. we'll do a real take. It's... Um, yeah, he's not he's not a strong character in this. And he is probably the weirdest out of all of them. Mm. It's like everyone got a different memo in the script. Yeah. Play it a bit off. Yeah. Play it weird. Yeah. Be fucking <laughs> strange. And don't tell Hartnell yeah. anything. <laughs> I think that's how it happened. Clueless. Yeah, so he's just getting pissed off that yeah. they're not they're not acting properly. It's mm, yeah, he's uh, he does let it down for me. Hmm. In this one, um, is two episodes too long for the story? No, no, no. Maybe, yeah, um, it is, isn't it? It's just there's not enough there. Like nothing. It's like the monster was supposed to come, but it never did. Yeah, it's and just it, it's it screams budget. Yes, it's nice to see more of the TARDIS. Mm. I do love that console. The third, like, yeah, it's it's much nicer than what we saw in um, Planet of the Daleks. Oh no, I, co- I quite like that console as well. But it's it's, it's the same one, isn't it? At this point, n- 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 oh no, no. Well, I mean the whole TARDIS itself, the interior. Oh right, okay. I'm not a fan of IKEA. Mm. I know you're getting a new kitchen from IKEA. Well, I don't want to see in Doctor Who. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, see, there's not a lot to say about this, is there really? What favourite bits that you saw of it? I'd say the scissors is a very memorable scene. Scissors is my favourite. Scissors is a scissors. scissors. That and the conversation between Hartnell and Barbara, I thought it was nice. Mm. Um, but there's a really giddy moment where the Doctor hugs his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt that they were having fun on set. I'm not too sure. I think he did. He does like Carol and Ford yeah. Hartnell because mm. I know when when everybody when these this cast announced that they were leaving, bit by bit, Ian mm. and Barbara leave together. Yeah. And Susan, he was livid, like furious that mm. they were going, and you can imagine that because as much as I think William Hartnell likes to liked. To pretend to be, you know, the strong character actor, mm. I think he, he is. I think he he is quite emotional. It comes it comes across in the adventure in time and space biopic thing, but I don't think that's it's not that accurate no. of how he is. But I imagine he would have been livid mm. when they were leaving because, like, he it's his show, really, isn't it? Yeah. And I think he thinks of them as the thing that he's acting against. And he's so used to them being there. Yeah. And he knows that they can cope with his blunders. Mm. That them leaving is just... And did he have another companion after that? He yeah, did, he has he? a few, yeah. How does, he, how does he fare with them? Fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's fine. He's he's fine with all his companions. Mm. But you can just get a sense that he's... This is, this is his TARDIS team. Mm. Like... And he gets that. He gets a really that nice scene where he's against the ta- the console, 
And it's darkly lit and he's talking about the start of the universe thing. Mm. It's good. The music mm. in the first episode, you know, when he's checking if everyone's asleep after his, after they've had their tea. Yeah. Um, now I do this where I put the notes down what I felt like the music was. Okay. But I can't remember it. Right. I don't know. I don't even know how to. Do you remember the music in that scene? Yes. You do? Yes. Um, I, I put mischievous and has a creepy tone. Hmm. Well, the music in this is all stock music. It is. Uh, it's mostly Eric Sade. Uh, particularly the track Anesthesia, which is used in the moon base when they're on the moon. Oh, yeah. I remember story that, that we've done. You would, if you heard it, you'd remember it. Like, you would. Like, instantly recognisable from Doctor Who. Classic bit of music. There's a few, there's a few things. So in, there's, it's mostly Eric Sadeh, um, some stuff from Desmond Leslie and Buxton Orr. Uh, and there's the Alan Langsford stuff, which I think is the thing that you're thinking of, the more orchestral-y Probably. bits. Probably. Um, but I really liked it. Yeah, I think the music's great in this. It all works as well. Yeah. Eric Sade is quite an interesting person as well to look into because mm. he's one of the first sort of synthy people mm. who's right there at the beginning of the Moog synth mm. stuff as one of the like testers for the Moog, Moog, whatever you want to pronounce it as, synths. Mm. It's really interesting. And he's got his catalogue of music is huge, just tons and tons of stuff. Shit. Tons of shite. Um, yeah, I mean... Touching on that scissor scene. Go on. Wasn't it lovely seeing a shadow on, like, cast on a wall mm. and she's doing it? Very psycho. It, it Before does psycho, give, Yeah, it does give off a lot of psycho vibes, mm. this story. There's quite a few years before psycho, this. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. Like, it keeps you... You just wanted to double down. Double yeah. down. It's it's weird, isn't it? Like, as you're watching it, it's really... I won't say it's gripping, but you watch because you think something's going to happen, but it never does. No. But it's... I think it's good. I mean, what else is there to say? Not a lot. I remember the scene... With uh, Hartnell and, you know, chumming up with his granddaughter. Yeah. He says, uh, it's by the end, I think. When he discovers it, he says, uh, you know, child, I think your old grandfather is going a bit around the bend. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I don't know why. So, I just thought that's a snapshot of Hartnell yeah. and his companion. He's, yeah, Hartnell's nice. Uh, Hartnell's nice. He was horrible. Um, but, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Question. The, go on. <laughs> um, you know Ian's laugh at the end? What is that all about? I don't know. It's very it's awkward. very weird. He just... He's weird all the way through this, though. There's some mm. odd choices as if he didn't read the script. But, because even Hartnell's clueless to why he's laughing. Yeah, it's 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 strange. It's a strange it's, choice. Doesn't he laugh right up to the camera as well? Oh, he's right next to the camera, yeah. isn't he? Oh, it's very laughing. strange. And then the ending, we get into Marco Polo, the next story, mm. which doesn't exist. 
Ah, oh. sad. Oh, that's sad. So everything ex- exists up to here. The first three stories are complete, mm. but now the shit show starts of mm. missing episodes. Uh, Susan goes out, throws a snowball in the TARDIS. Yeah, surprised it didn't explode. Why? And then Barbara throws a snowball out. Yeah, but she's in the TARDIS. <laughs> Who she picked up the snowball that? Can you catch a snowball? Because it just, like, turns to dust, doesn't it? that's true. So, unless she's got massive hands that can sort of catch flying snow. Um, I found the actors right. Mm. I think they're better at, like, slice of life sort of acting. Rather than screaming. And, uh, you know, like... Hmm... What's the fallen over acting called? Physical Fact. acting. Physical acting. Yeah. I think the more slice of life and physical actors. There's a lot of looking no. off into the distance Fuck. as well, isn't there? It's going to be horrible to edit this bit. Yeah, it's going to be horrendous to edit this one. Right. With the actors, by the way, I think the more slice of life actors, I think they're better at that than the screaming and yelling and uh, physical Mm. Acting, I don't think they can do it because they scream at every. I don't know if it's the script. Remember the watch? Yeah, the watch. Yeah, she screams her head off. Like, You're right. It's a good scream though. It, yeah, it's, a, it's horrifying. Go, but yeah. Why? It's, the, everything is acted very strangely in this, and there's no real explanation for it. And I think that lets it down that we just don't know why. Like, why are we acting weird? Why mm. are the clocks melting? Just because yeah, you got what was that to, about? I don't know. You're inside the TARDIS, mm. so the ta- and the TARDIS is gonna is telling you all of this by communicating with you in a very weird way, like Morse code sort of thing. Like yeah, like, fifteen flashing. It's it's so strange. It doesn't really make that much sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. Like. Yeah. What well, should we give it a rating? Yeah, I suppose. Let's give it There's a rating. There's not a lot then. to say, is there? It's just <sighs> Yeah. Nay. Go on then. You go first. Um I'm gonna give it an amber, a low one. Yeah. But an amber because I think it's a novelty. I think it's just quite nice. I'd I'd recommend it if you want. I mean people have already seen it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go amber. I was gonna go red. I don't think, but I don't think it's bad. But then again, using our three tier system of green being good, you know, people know what three colors are. It's just there's nothing there in the story. Mm. It's enjoyable to watch, and it's nice to see them, the actors, mm. and. The TARDIS and, you know, but it's just nothing happens, but it's still an interesting thing to watch, but it's not good. No. So, like, how do you, how do you rate it? Do you rate it on, I might have to go red, you know. No. But I'd like it, but I don't like it as much as things that I voted. Do you know what I mean? Like... I'm putting I'm gonna it in go, a- You know what? To keep it fair, 
across the board, mm. no matter old or new. Even though they're separate shows. Snake. Mm. Snake skin. Shedding. <laughs> Sounded like a cow by the window. <laughs> Do you want to try that again? No, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to go red, actually. Mm. I'm going red. Because it's a bit shit, isn't it? It's shit, yeah, isn't it? I mean, I it is shit. I don't want to do it. I don't want to give it a red, but I think I've got to, just because there's... The other heart don't want to find. Yeah. It's just a shit. It's a shit. It, I don't... Yeah, I don't think it is shit, though. But, but I don't think it's good. Fair. It, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to have to go red. Okay. I'll Even go red though I enjoy well. it. Mm. It's not one that I go back to. No, I'd never watch it again. I've I've probably seen this maybe five six times, probably maybe. So you've seen you must have seen about five hours of these guys just not really just being wacky around a TARDIS, not doing much. And, yeah, it's oh god, red. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Let's go red. A reluctant red, I'll say. My story for this week. Rees, episodes, episode, is... Uh. (laughs) (laughs) The Rebel Flesh and the Almost People. This is from series six. And is episodes five and six. (laughs) Aired on the 21st of May, 2011. And it was directed by Julian Simpson... The writer was Matthew Graham. Now he or did Graham. That was we say. <laughs> now Graham, he wrote the Olympics episode. Fear her. Fear her. Everyone always says Olympics episode. Mm. People don't like that, do they? No, it's shite. That's Is it? Why. It's it's awful. I quite like it. I don't really. I don't know where it where it strays too far from. I don't really understand why there's hate towards it. Well, we'll get to it's that. It's cringy, I guess, but. Some great scenes in there, I think. Mm. All right scenes. Mm. Fuck off. Mm. Right, no, I'd, I'd like to delve into that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Maury Gold, music man. Mm. And the producer is Marcus Wilson. Will. Wilson. Which I guess is synopsis. Synopsis for me. Charles. The 11th Doctor, Amy Pond, Pond and, and Rory Wilson. Williams. <laughs> I need me glasses. Visit, visit an, an acid. acid don't read it out. <laughs> visit an acid mining factory. A su- you know when the guy said, "Don't do accents." Yes, and it's been nothing but accents so far. Yeah, we've had an email of a complaint. Not putting that in. I'm awfully sorry for our use of accents in the story. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a little synopsis then? I do. The eleventh Doctor, Amy Pond, bang. Would <laughs> 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 oh. like a synopsis? I would. The eleventh Doctor, Amy Pond, and Rory Williams visit an acid mining factory. A solar storm. <laughs> I always read it. So you can tell when I can't see Jesus it because I read it slower. Christ. I need you be glasses. 
A solar storm hits the factory. Factory. <laughs> factory. Turning the workers' gangers into self-aware individuals. Workers'. Yep. <laughs> the doctor must meditate. The doctor must mediate between... <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> you glasses? Jesus Christ. I got me contacts, but I can't see shit like this. The Doctor must mediate between the original workers and their rebellious gangers. Gangbangers. you got to love them. And overview thoughts. What do we think? What are we thinking? Uh, just episode one. The story. Uh, pretty poor. Hmm. <laughs> Aww. Um Was it better than oxygen? Level. Fuck off. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You're a liar. No. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. It's, it's pretty uh, level. I didn't enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. I watched it I, twice. I want to convince you cool. okay. that it's at least better than oxygen. Okay. I enjoyed it. I thought... You got good character development. You got good monsters. Uh, great location. Cool music. Ah, it sort of ticks all the boxes for me. Okay. Some blunders, some errors, but who the fuck cares? I thought it was quite old Huey as well. Mm. It's like that one. I don't like that one, no. Classic Huey. Do you want to know why? Go on. I'll let you know further on. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, episode one. Right? Yeah. Act one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done it so because it's story, so it's got three acts, but it's okay. set, split into two episodes. So I don't act one, and act two takes a big chunk of both episodes, mm. and act three is the end. Nice. Mm. Okay. okay. So act one, episode one, there is a death at a work. Do you want to bring your iPad a bit closer yeah. to your face? <laughs> there is a death at the workplace in. Oh, I forgot to put the name. I meant to go back to that. To, it's in uh, St. George's thing, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oh. oh. Just there's a death at the workplace. No, no, it could be anywhere. I've got it up here. On an island. Factual. It's not an island. It's called... Well, it is an island, but it's called something. All right, I don't know what it's called. St. Paul's or St. George's. I don't know. It's a castle anyway. It's an island. Right. Castle on an island. Right. And... There's a death there, right? Mm. <laughs> and it's revealed to be some sort of clone. The, this is the, before the title sequence. Mm. The Doctor and the companions land and hear an old dusty song. Dusty Springfield yeah. song. Not and, a dusty song. And they investigate. They do. Turns out there's a crew working to mine acid using the flesh or doppelgangers. Or gangers. Or gangers. Or gang. Or G. To be more cost and morally efficient. Mm. I think. Yeah, because they don't want workers dying, so they use, you know, clone scum. Yeah. (laughs) Once a storm hits, the doppelgangers become sentient. Like the TARDIS. Um. So what did... You think? What do we think of the the location? What do uh, the location is nice? It's nice, isn't it? It's is very nice. You've got 
old gothic, you know, architecture. It's not gothic, but you know, it's brooding. Isn't it's a it? castle. It's a castle mm. mixed with some. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't drink fizz again on the podcast. It never used to happen. But it's because I'm getting old. It is. It's only been going on for a year now. It never used to happen. Mm. You okay? Yeah. But it's a castle, isn't it? It is. But mixed with futuristic, like industrialism. Mm. So, um, you're not confident with this episode are you no you're not liking it should we just cut to chase and find out why okay what was the first thing you like fuck off i don't like this tardis team at all you don't like this tardis team i do not like this tardis team at all the more the more i watch of amy the less i like her and i don't like her anyway Mm. and i i just i hate her lorry what do we think of him can't stand him He's a drip. He doesn't do anything. He's he's dumb as fuck. <laughs> and he's, Matt's, he's a dumb fuck. And Matt Smith. They call him. I know. I like I like Matt Smith. Can I like I like Rory's character. I do. On the whole, I just think in situations I'd rather not be there. Swayed at home, or something. I I don't like. Do you know what? It's getting to the point where I mm. dislike Matt Smith more than I dislike Tenham. Oh, uh, no! Come on, what's he done? He's just. It's a weird. He's got. Is his, is he a bit there? Has he got a posh accent or is he? I can't work out how he speaks because he flips from being very sort of very posh that he's sort of. But then I think like I don't know what his accent is. Where is he from? Gallifrey. Nice. I will say as well when we get the reveal of the Ganga Doctor, I yeah. burst out laughing. All uh, right. Well. We're skipping ahead now. But I agree with Rory and his companionship with Jenny in this episode is shite. We'll um, get on to Jenny. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, it's just not believable. I don't know why he's getting so sucked into this girl. Uh, I don't know. Um, And Pond, Amy Pond. I, I never not, I never, like, really dislike her. She's a bit of a bitch, but... A bit I, of a bitch? It comes with the character. Like, I... I uh, yeah, it comes with the character, I suppose, but... It's her role. Like, she's the girl who waited. She's going to be a bit angsty and... <laughs> I don't know. I I, 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 I like her arc. Um, her ass? <laughs> I like her arc. The character arc, you know. Have you seen the last episode with her in it? The Weeping Angels one in New York. Yes, Angels Take Manhattan. <laughs> that end for Pond, it's very quick. I I thought... <laughs> I thought it was like leading up to a part two, but... Mm. You're, not, you're not fussed, are you? I just don't like them. I have no opinion because I don't like them. Mm. It's I, I've got nothing good to say, so I'm not going to bother. Mm. That's my. They're like <laughs> someone you know, but they've got annoying distant friends that have been like in uni or something. They've come back and they've got all these idealisms and they think they're. It's like yeah, it's like going to a party. Not that I go to any parties anyway. And there's somebody there that you don't like. So what is the point talking to them? Because you know they're just going to piss you off. Mm. So just don't bother interacting with them. Mm. So I have nothing to say about... 
Well, I went up to him in the par- at this party and I spoke to him. Yeah. And regretted it. No, I felt like at first I was like, oh, Harold's right, you know. Um, but then I took Rory to one side. I was talking to him and he just seemed like a genuine guy. A bit thick, a um, bit of a drip and head over heels over pond. And their well, relationship, I found out, is it's not healthy. I think after they're constantly like, oh, does she love me? You're married. Yeah. You're married. Honestly, and I, I, I took I, I took Amy to one side, and yeah, she was a bitch and a cow, but she had a she had a honourable core. I feel, mm. and I don't think she deserves a lot of what happens to her. Well, Arthur Darville is looked as a, as being a great actor, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. All right. I'm sure he is. I'm uh, sure he, I've seen that somewhere. I've never seen him in anything else, so I don't know what he's. He must be good at playing this type. This. Uh, not... I imagine he's quite typecast as being a. Drip. <laughs> Drip. I don't even know what that means. Whereas, but... like, I'm, I'm assuming then that Karen Gillan is cast as sort of a strong female lead. Sort of, well, not lead, but you know what I mean. Because she's in this, isn't she? She's in uh, Shite Franchise, what's it called? Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. As that robot woman. Yeah, I don't like her. She's a cow as well. But so perhaps she's typecast as playing a bitch. Wow. I, to be honest, I've not seen her in anything else. I've not. No. Very curious. Oh, yeah, she's in Jumanji. Oh, God. She's in Jumanji. Forever. Oh, God. With she, Jack in... Black. Oh, I love Jack Black. Oh, I hate him. I love Jack Black. <laughs> and she's in a few other things. Hmm. Stuba. It wasn't good. Yeah, I mean... So she's hit Hollywood like a, like a. Well, not really. Mm. She's been in the films. I don't know. I think Marvel did her well, but mm. she is. She plays that a uh, similar role to Amy Pond in everything. To be fair, though. Just in this one, she gets up the duff. Um. Ooh. So they go in, don't they, to the castle? They do. And it looks all cool and all that. It does. And they get... Well, hang on, let's rewind. <laughs> to the start of this episode. What do you think of that? Did it surprise you? We were like, oh. No. Right, okay. It didn't surprise me. Uh, it didn't surprise me because I don't think the other actors are very strong. No, they are. Okay. Um. So when he falls in the acid, mm. just thought, all right, okay, just gonna die. Oh, he's come back to life. I thought it was just gonna be like an immortal person. Mm. I just, I think that's the point of like, oh, okay, they died. Mm. But instead of like someone dying at the beginning of before the title sequence, yeah, and like a, a monster's hand comes to grab their face and it cuts, but they drop a yeah. die, and no one cares. I love that. No one really cares. Mm. I think that's quite different. I like that. They're just getting on with it. Mm. I quite like that. I hate that they're called gangers. Gangbangers. Gangbangers. Mm. Gonna love them. <laughs> it's What's that podcast called again? Athletico Mints. Go, go listen to it. Bob Mortimer. Mm. It's brilliant. The Storm. The Storm's coming. It is. They're like, what are you guys doing here when they meet up with the, the workers? And then... Uh, Matt Smith has to climb the tower and then 
he almost dies, but well, we won't talk about that. And then suddenly, the gang bangers are up, mm. and they're prowling around, prowling around. Um, and they think they're real people, mm. right? And my Matt Smith Blu-ray has just been dispatched. Oh. <laughs> So we're on to the cast, aren't we? More of the cast. What do we think of Miranda? Uh, the head. The head. Lady. Woman. Um, very strange performance, I thought. Mm. Um, it, the people, most of the actors in this mm. seem to be acting in a way that they've never had to act in a serious way before. So they're not quite Miranda sure what they're doing. Miranda was in Downton Abbey. Was she? Okay. I don't know if it's either before or after this, but she's Miss Baxter in Downton Abbey, and she plays a very similar type of role. Um, I'd say she she has this air about her being quite, at her core, a cow. Mm. But um, I think it's quite nice. How it, it, and the same thing happened in Downton, where it's it's flipped on it on its head. And she's actually all right. She's one of the good ones. Well, she's in some um, Big Finish audios as is well. Is she? Yeah. Is I don't she? know what she's oh, like okay. in them, but she is in some Big Finish Well, she's stuff. A, quite a big actress, so. Is she? She's been in big stuff. Okay. Um, What do we think of um, Buzzer? Forgettable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He doesn't have much of a role. He's from Life of Mars. Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Yeah. He doesn't do anything? No, he doesn't, to be fair. There's too many cast in this. I, yeah, I think there's one too many. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure why. We'll try and get into that one. Uh, the other cast, you've got... Should we just... Should we dive in? Not yet. (laughs) (coughs) Jimmy? It is Jimmy. What do you think of Jimmy? Um... (laughs) He was all right. His his little... The kid thing. The kid thing. Is Is that nice? It's family values. You know my thoughts on this. Oh, fuck it. Let's just get into it then. I give up with you. Oh. He's in a big finish as well. Mm. Uh, right, let's just let's jump in, dive my, into that goop, the white goop. We're well, in it. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I want to talk. I want to dive into my main issue with the characters. Yeah, Jennifer, Jenny, dreadful, dreadful. Sarah Smart. Yeah, is that her name? Why does she have to say everything like Alan Bennett? Everything's pained and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, Rory. Oh, Rory. Oh, Rory. Oh, everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's pretty weak. Weak? And in the special features, she's exactly the same in real life. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Doctor. Oh, my ganger. It's a shame 
It is a shame. Because played by someone who's actually likeable, and they have a horrible time, don't they? they it's have not, a horrible yeah, it's not time. that she's likeable. It's just she's got this droney, yeah. mopey way of acting in this. It's good uh, to not like her for that reason. Maybe. You know, she's the villain. But uh, I think having that... Because it's a two-part as well. I think it's, it's the only part where the character development really doesn't work. Well, even when and she quite flips... Important bit. You know, like, you know, in um, Love and Monsters, where Peter Kay flips from being whatever his name is yeah. to being the absorber. Uh, Victor Kennedy. Victor Kennedy. To There's absorber. a nice switch there between the two characters. that they're, mm. they're different. But when she switches from being nicey-nicey to being evil, she's exactly the same. Yeah, because she is the same. Yeah, no, but there's She's just, the same person. It's as if we're supposed to have a bit of a more... You know, oh, fuck off. <laughs> but she's just... I don't uh, think it's, it's like that at all. I think it's genuinely uh, people. Because, um, do you agree they're people? Well, yeah, so... Pretty often, much, yeah, aren't yeah. they? They're, but, they're sort of... It's a, it seems like a bit of a cop-off of Autons. That's an issue with this, is that it's... Maybe, right? I get that. But the difference is that they are complete replicas of the person. Inside and out with memories. Well, that's done with the Autons as well in Spearhead oh. from Space, remember? With the the general and... Oh, what's his name? Well, it can in be... The a, factory. There's lots of monsters that are very similar to other monsters. They are similar, yeah. I'll give it that. But um, it's just... Hmm. Okay. But I think they, they say it, don't they? These are flesh. It's the flesh. It's not plastic anymore. Rebel it's... flesh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Almost people. But it's those Some people reacting to the situation. Rather than... Poorly. Monsters. Yeah. You know. Although... Jenny. Is it Jenny? Oh, Jen. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah, she's, it's just not great. Mm. I don't think it's terrible. Can I... One of my main gripes with this it's too long wrong i don't i really do not see there being a point in being two episodes for the story nothing happens in the second episode until midway through right Nothing. well we're not on the second episode okay. are we we're not no uh you know when you see that bathtub then mm. and oh by the way the doctor touches his hand in the bathtub doesn't why he? um not just plot reasons. Yeah, I think that one is a plot reason. That's fair. That is fair. Mm. They have a thing with New Who touching slimy shit. I don't know why. Gotta touch it. Anyway. Mm. And we're seeing... Who's... Is Jenny's... No. They're demonstrating... The ganger process has, like, you know... How they make them. Mm. Who is it that comes out of, like, first? New ganger. I don't know. I can't remember. Is it Jenny? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. It was that forgettable. Oh, come on. Uh, the music, though. Do you remember the music? Uh, the music is quite good in this. Yeah. I will I'll say that. I've been, I listened to a podcast um, that was discussing music from Doctor Who. Yeah. And they mentioned the music in this. Oh, really? Saying that it was symphonic perfection. Whoa! Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Right. But it's... Sounds good, though. Yeah. Symfo- symf- sounds good. It rolls off yeah. the tongue well, doesn't it? Um, 
yeah, at, th- at this point, I think Murray Gold is sort of starting to nail not sounding like Murray Gold. Do you know right. what I mean? Mm. It, for the, When he was with Russell, he very much sounds like Murray Gold. Mm. Uh, sounds stupid, like because all the composers sound like themselves, don't they? But did I, I told you last episode, didn't I, that I'd watched an interview with him. Yeah. Did I? Talk about his brother. Yeah, talked about his brother a lot. Yeah. Weird, I thought. And he mentioned that, I don't know why anybody would employ him after saying this, that the one thing he doesn't like doing is being told what to do. And, if, and if, if a director tells them that he doesn't like what he's done, he will just resign. What a bitch. Like if, what a little bitch. So if he hands in music for an episode and mm. they say, actually... Could you change that or do something different? Mm. He'd rather resign than change it. I know he's saying that though, isn't he? It's just like it's, I won't do it. Yeah, I just what I I've come up with is the best thing that I could come up with, and, and I it, think it yeah, works. If you don't like it, what I'll just terrible, get someone else. If you're gonna work in media, you need especially to work scoring, as a team. You are getting employed to do a job. Mm. You know, why would you do that? Unless you're complete magic, but, like. Whatever you touch turns to gold. Or unless you are getting, like, sort of, if you're a John Williams, you're getting, you know, you're getting paid to just basically sound like John Williams because mm-hmm. thing. But is uh, people saying I want Murray Gold because I mean, he sounds Murray like gold. Murray Gold? No. Whereas, like, because this it very, it feels to me as if Stephen Moffat really said, right, well, if you want this job, you're gonna do what I say. Doctor Who, <laughs> you know, because it's it's it feels very different to how we was in the earlier years of Doctor Who. Mm. It's a bit more tame, yes, reined it in a bit, yeah. And I like that. I like it. Gives it more room to breathe, doesn't Did, it? Did I'm sure at one point we nearly heard the seven eight dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. I missed that now. Dun, dun, dun. It nearly it nearly came. Mm. I think it was in the fiftieth though. Oh God! Well, he's dangling on the top. Oh, I can't bear hearing it. Just please. Uh huh. It's just over and over again. Anyway, the doctor says, mm-hmm. "When the storm is there, mm. and he needs to get up there mm. on top of the tower, mm-hmm. he says, I need to get to that cockerel before all hell breaks loose.'" Mm. And he says he said that before. He says, I, I never thought I'd say that again. When does he ever say that? He's never, he never said that. No. But it seems very forced. Why wouldn't you say I just need to look at that clock? Why is he saying the cockerel? Because it's Matt Smith, isn't it? And he's weird. I like Matt Smith. Why? That's not like a sort of Go. why. <laughs> Stunned. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> why do you like Matt Smith? Is Matt Smith your favourite? So far. Out of everyone that you've seen, classic and new. Oh. That's not fair because I've seen a lot more of Matt Smith and I saw a little tiny bit of him. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It, no, it does not. Because I saw like an episode of him or two, like I have with other doctors in, in classic who... And I made a quick judgment on Matt Smith that I didn't like him, and it turned out to be wrong. I do like him. Okay. Although he is shit in season seven. <laughs> I will say that. 
Season seven, shit. Don't watch it. Who was your favorite I, doctor? Season seven, right? Wow. Two episodes before uh, the f- final episode before the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Skipped them. Okay, they were shit. What were they? Uh, one was. Oh God! Oh no! I'm so gonna pick this one day. It's everything you hate. One was um, Victorian England again. Victorian London. Um, <clears throat> and there's something about this woman who wants to make a town. And I don't know. I wasn't really fond of the story. <laughs> it turned out to be like a little rat inside. I just skipped at the end. It was shit. And <laughs> next one was Clara and the kids come with her. You were going on about, why doesn't Doctor Who have kid companions? I did. This is I fucking why. All oh, right, okay. It's shit. Is it awful? It's horrible. Mm. And two words to sell this in a pitch meeting. I'll sit down, like Maury Gold. I know what I'm oh. doing. Cyber Doctor. Oh, God. <laughs> I know which one you mean now. Cyber Doctor. Didn't I mention this, that it's one of his worst acting it's performances? awful. I've never seen such atrocious acting. It's not atrocious. It's pretty bad. From your lead actor. Mm. That's the way, you, you know, you've got to look at it. Now, as the, like, I think he knew himself the script was shit. And as you yeah, know, but what is he doing? Why are you doing that? He, sorry, and he looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> sorry, or Frankenstein's monster, I should say. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> no, I think you, you're very harsh, and I think he did a great job as the Doctor. Season seven was shit. Um, he's loved in the fiftieth. Okay, I love how John Hurt says, "Stop doing that with your hands. Stop screwdrivering everywhere and stuff like that." Just love that. Oh, I hated that. Even Tennant was at it, and he never did that, oh. really. He never used his sonic screwdriver that much. Anyway, should we get back to this one? Let's get back to this story. Anyway, so that was a shit... But I think this... Uh, I think this story deals with, you know, a parallel Doctor much better. Okay. Um, before we go on to Act 2, where shit hits the fan and... Uh, uh, the gangers are out and about. Mm. Um, Rory says a horrible thing to Jenny. She's like, I couldn't get out of my harness. I thought I was going to die. And she's distraught. She's in loads of pain. And he just says, welcome to my world. Fuck off, Rory. I hate him. Mm. Always thinking about himself. He's a c- Wow. I don't want There's some slop right in there. I just thought I'd mention that. It, mm. Act two. Mm. This is quite a long one. Hold tight. <sighs> the doppelgangers and the humans grow a hate for each other, and the doctor has a doppelganger of his own. Once calling for a lift, the humans try to escape, but the doppelgangers are one step ahead each time. Jen dies, and Ganger Jen starts a mutiny. One doctor is knocked out and joins the gangers. The factory continues to go on meltdown as a war brews. The real Jimmy dies, and Ganger Jimmy takes his place for the sake of Adam, their son. Pushed through the corridors and on the way to where the TARDIS will fall through the ceiling, Monster Jen runs after them. Dickens sacrifices himself. Turns out the Doctor isn't the real Doctor, and then Ganger's... Doctor and Miranda sacrifice themselves so the others can escape in the TARDIS. Mm. 
Aye. Jen in the toilet. Oh, dear. <laughs> what were we thinking? Dreadful. No. It was dreadful. Why? Just It's just such poor acting. Yeah, Jen's not great. Oh, God. It could be so good. Could it? No, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Why uh, couldn't mm. it? With a better actor. Just the story. It's too long. Two episodes, I think, is really too long for this story. No. Why? Because you need that time to really root. Yeah, but you to... need, I just... Go on. You need that time to really develop the characters. That's what a lot of new Who two-parters do, mm-hmm. right? Think of the Satan pit. Yeah. Mind you, the characters in that would... They're okay. This one... Mm. It's got time to expand on the idea of what if there is another person who's identical to you in every single way. Mm. I think they really did that well. With one character? No, with everyone. Okay. You've got... What's his name? (laughs) What's his name? Adam. The one with the kid. The one with the kid? Yeah. Uh, Called Adam. I know his kid's name, but not ever is. Jimmy, isn't it? Yeah. Jimmy. We've got his lovely backstory there. I like that. Mm-hmm. The kid's shit. Um, Jenny, you got a lovely scene with her with the, the boots and you know, and I love Baxter, Miss Baxter, a little brain aneurysm, aneurysm, mm. whatever it is. That gets sold by what vinegar? There's beetroot, burnt onion, burnt flavor, onion. Yeah. liquid. Yeah. Um, I suppose the only other two characters didn't really have much was uh. The other two characters the other that we can't char- remember. Yeah. Well, the Life of Mars and the... Fucking hell, I'm shit with names. I don't know. The other two. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Deacon? Don't know. Fuck Dickin. off. Dickon. Dicks. Dick. Mm. Cock. Mm. Not giving me much here. Not giving me much here. I'm not giving you much because I didn't enjoy it. Right. I watched it twice and then I watched it a third time and I had to switch it off. Just because I was bored out of my mind. Probably because you watched it for the third time in a row. Well, I didn't watch it third time in a row. I watched it... I watched this the day after we recorded. Mm. And then I left it a couple of days, Mm. watched it again. Mm. And then I watched it yesterday and I had to switch it off. Right. Because I just thought, why am I watching this? Mm. I know what I think already. Okay. Okay. I don't mean to be negative. Well, what do you think of the reveal of the gangers, though? Like, who's who? What's what? I d- There's some great scenes in there. Yeah, it's it's fine. The thing that I don't... I find it more funny than anything is the face. Like the You're sort not of, a fan? No. It's just... It's too funny. funny. And Matt Smith looks ridiculous when we first As get a reveal of him without his nose. He looks ridiculous. I burst out laughing the first time I watched it because it was so bad. Not in a. It's the not bad. Look in good. A, it's not a prosthetic, is it? I don't think. What do you mean? I'm sure on this it's like face tracking. No. I'm sure there's something about this story being the first story since. Maybe the um, when Jen's like coming out of that bathroom with her head, you know. The, Tentacle oh, maybe. head. Maybe it's that. But no, it's a full-on prosthetic. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. The, like, it's a whole cast of the head, and you put the jelly in there, and, you know. Wow. Uh, anyway, yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
not that it's bad. It's just it makes everybody look. It's not all the time, though, is it? No. But oh, let me just. I'm just going to get a picture up of Matt Smith. Just. It's not a good look, is it? It's not a good look. Especially with that bow tie. I fucking hate that bow tie. Bow ties are cool. No, they're not. Fuck off, you little creep. I bet he's a right dick in real life. I reckon. Behind he, closed doors. I reckon he is. He has his moments, but you you have. You you put him in a room with just yourself, and he's fine. Do you he's reckon? Fine. Yeah, I think I he's, can, he's actually I, enjoyable he, to be with. I reckon but, he comes across as very confident. Yeah, with people. Like in school, yeah, if exactly. You were in school yeah, with him, I reckon everybody hated him. No, well, he comes. yeah, I'm going to be an actor, you know. For them, uh, put him in a room by yourself, playing some Xbox. He's lovely. Is he? I'd imagine, yeah. Mm, nice. So, but the reveal of the the gangers, how you know how you you can differentiate between who's a ganger and who's not. I like how that happens. Mm. Um, I love the scene with Miss Baxter. Yeah, you know Miss Baxter. The only one I'm referring to is Miss Baxter. The main woman. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer. Uh, no. The... Yeah, Jennifer. No. That's... I know who you mean. The one in Downton Abbey. Yeah. The one with the brain. Miss um, Baxter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you got a great scene there where the doctor's microwaving some things and some dialogue going on in the background. You're paying attention to that. Mm. Um, and he gets the dish out, hands it to her. That's hot. And it's, oh shit. Drops it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I love that fine. reveal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's a lovely way of handling like the main plot point of who's the gang and stuff mm. like that. But you've got some lovely development going on it's in the a background. Good idea. Like the that. thing is, it's, it's a, a smart writing. I all like the little things like that are a great idea, but it's just the fact that Matt Smith is acting it. Yeah. I just find it stupid. Right. And I don't know. I just I I always think this with some stories. I think even with classic Who, I think I wonder what this story would be like if it was Troughton doing it, or I wonder what this story would be like if it was Colin Baker doing it. You know, I think it'd be interesting to see because I just I can't take some Matt Smith. I don't know I don't know what it is. I just don't like his acting style. Yeah, that's quite clear. You've made that quite clear. I made it clear, and it's you know if I've got nothing good to say. If I've only, uh, no, if I've only got bad things to say, I just won't bother. Is there nothing you like about him? No, not really. <laughs> he's he's one of my least favourites. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Th- he's one of my favourites. When me. he was announced, I inst- I think I rolled my eyes. I mm-hmm. didn't know who he was. But I instantly thought, what? Who? Why? Mm. Hi. I'm Matt Smith. I'm the Doctor. He doesn't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Wasn't there a big thing when oh. he was announced? Or was it was... There was one of them. It might have been Pete Capaldi, actually. And there's, like, a big, long TV show that was dedicated to, like, revealing who the new Doctor was. Was it Matt Smith or was it Peter Capaldi? It might have been Peter Capaldi, actually. That was weird. They never do this. But... A whole show. There was a whole show leading up, and they were interviewing all sorts. There was like Stephen Hawking was on there. What? Loads of actors, fans. Like, oh, he came out on stage and waved. Yeah, waved. Yeah, it's Peter Capaldi. Was it Peter Capaldi? Yeah, that's weird. It's weird, isn't it? I think Matt Smith was on it as well. 
It was quite Saying big. Goodbye. It's quite. We're talking like Matt after Matt Smith. It's pretty big after that. Yeah. He brought in a lot of people. I think because he is you know young and um, mm. he's energetic on screen. I think he's 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 fun to watch, but he's got some episodes that are fucking dire. Yeah. He does what he's told. I don't know. <laughs> and you got some great effects in there. Like we said, the prosthetics look great. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they look great. They have they done. They look convincing, but I mean, they just look stupid to you. I think they look fine. Uh, acid. The acid looks. When I think acid, I think of the acid in yep. this episode. The shoes thing pissed me off as well when he's like hopping up the, the steps. You know, when his shoes get. I, I would do warn you have wide feet. Yeah. Not a size. What is he? Size nine? Ten. Size ten. Yeah. Bet he isn't. But he's a size nine, but he says he's size ten. And I get. I'll piss off and leave him alone. Fiddling now. with his hands, you little freak. Oh, okay. Should we do scores? No. <laughs> you know Kenny? Who? Is it Kenny? <laughs> Who is it? I just called him Kenny. I'm not sure why. You know, Kenny. Is that the one we don't know? Buzzer? No. Who the hell's Kenny? I don't know. It's, it's Dickin. Why did I say Kenny? I think he just looks like a Kenny. That's what I said. But anyway, why does Dickens keep coughing and sneezing? And they say it's Yeah, he it? just. Yeah, he just I don't know what that's about. I don't know. No idea what that's about. The, yeah, I don't know. Is it in the scene like he just coughs all the time? No. I don't know. I really don't know with that one. I, it seems like something that they forgot to you know, write in. Yeah. It probably it something like, oh, it's Doppelganger coughs too. Oh. But yeah. they just forgot. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm not too sure. He's got allergies. Yeah, and his gang does. That's how same they are. Uh, they could have done the whole thing with like, it's not me, it's him. Oh, it's not me, it's him. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. And they do a little bit with Jenny, but it's got a quite sad end to it, so I'm all right with that. You know, Jenny's the one who died. And when she did die, why did she explode and like, well, she's like dissolved in, in white? If she, if she, that was the real Jenny who died. I don't know. Well,. It shouldn't be blowing we doors. To, well, hang on. Are we to assume that is the real Jenny, or is that a clone of the first Jenny? I don't know. I thought they all have just one, and Jen. I don't know where this whole. I don't know where Jenny goes, or when she comes back, or who the ganger is at all. I don't know where they swap. I don't know where the swap is. Mm. Um, but. I'm guessing that she died in that scene. She's got white blood. I'm guessing, yeah. Weird, that. Yeah. For kids, though, isn't it? It's for the kids. <laughs> for the dads. <laughs> um, And you know when the gang is all grouping up and they're going through some corridors and stuff, mm. and Miranda, <clears throat> Miss Baxter, hears something behind her scuffling. I think it's um, Rory and Jenna. And she turns her head. But inst- oh, it she goes turns all the neck- way like an owl. Yeah, why would she do that? Because at that point, she she's still getting over the fact that she's a ganger, not a person. But yet, she knows that she can conf- think, quite confidently turn her head all the way around. Is it just a thing to sort of remind us who which one's which? 
Because that got, that confused me a little bit the first time. Because when they haven't got their funny face for half an hour, which what I, I assumed they'd start talking like that. Yeah. You know, at the end when he walks out of the light, the Doctor. Mm. Uh, trust me, oh. I'm the Doctor. I thought it would be like that. It would funny. Well, it wasn't. Even funnier, but it mm. wasn't. No. But yeah, I think without having anything to work from, yeah. I think you've got to just do something to make you think, oh, right, okay, that's the one. That's not the real one. Mm. I think that works well. You never really mm. know. And it doesn't play it as in like a desert imposter or anything like that. It's like instead the story goes for they are all the same and I how forgot, the characters deal with that. I've just forgotten to say something about the start of the story. Oh. You know, at the beginning when they're coming in through the spacesuits, yep. spacesuits in the dark, mm. for a brief moment I thought, are there Sontarans in this? Mm. And then my interest peaked and dropped. Oh, I thought you didn't like the Sontarans. I don't, but right. I thought, have I missed something here that there's a lot of them? Oh, oh no. They're no. still shit. Um, I asked you this the other day uh, about Santarans and New Who, mm-hmm. Mass Moose era. Uh, there's a Santaran that's on his side, and it randomly just happens. I don't know where where he's come from, but it's the episode after this actually, mm. um, where that Santaran comes in, where the reptilian person comes in. I don't know who she is. Who's always in Victorian London, and it's like they go, they constantly go back to Victorian London in season seven. Guessing to say budget, they've got all the sets because they got the fiftieth coming up, haven't they? Oh, maybe. Um, all right. <laughs> the, I don't know what the one after this is called. A good man goes to war. Yeah, and the whole nursery oh, rhyme. God. When a good man goes to war. And thingies in that one, and she as well. Who? River song. Mm. Yeah. Hey. The best ending of who knew who I've seen. The best season finale is season five. And I think, do you remember all the tears? All the tears in every episode. And Roy gets sucked through the rift. Do you remember that? Well, it's a great one. And I think they they did it way too early. Way too early. It's a proper universe and TARDIS is exploding. It's it's a good story. I'm going to pick it one day soon. Right. He's done now. I have nothing left to say. Well, I have. <laughs> so, what do you think of this premise of Adam then and his birthday? You know, uh, it's a nice Jimmy little callback thing, isn't it? To sort of, well, I don't care, but I know you don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, it's he's a shit actor. I don't oh, care if child he, I don't care are, if he's like six or four. I don't care. Six he's or four, shit, and he should be sacked. Well, I think all child and actors are going to be playing with this. What's he playing with the whole time he's on that video he's got call? A teddy, isn't he? In his arm no, he's like twisting his shirt and like st- sit still. Yeah. God, he pisses me off. Uh, I hate kids. <laughs> Sprogs. Sprog. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's a little bit of character development, I suppose. It is. Like it's quite muted. Um, I don't like how it's resolved. That somehow you're just going to live a lie as this... Oh, he's not living a lie. He's he's living himself. Yeah, but he's not him, is he? No. At the end of the day. So you're going to go and live the rest of your life living a lie, pretending to be the real person. He is the real person. It's just a copy. Yeah, no, but he isn't the real person, is he? It is not that man. It is a plastic clone of that man. It's not plastic, it's flesh. Yeah. It's a proper... Just don't prick him, because white will come out. Yeah, but... uh, I just think it's 
it's so unbelievable that ending. Like I don't. Yeah. It's just At least no got, way, because even the doctor's on his side, isn't he? I think for yeah. that. No way. Well, so basically, well, well, oh. well, 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 I like three. <clears throat> we haven't talked about a doctor in the room. I liked how there's two doctors. Usually it plays out shit, but this time, I thought it's quite effective. Did you know? Yes, for the whole plot for the whole series wise and in this episode I think it's quite nice mm. I think the dynamic between himself and himself and himself I do you think it worked it got me a little chuckle sometimes I didn't laugh I've got to be honest um, yeah and I hate that it's good because I laughed because I don't know Doctor Who should be a comedy No. Um, I think it's it's set in stone now, isn't it? That it it, it is a comedy sci-fi show, isn't it? Now, well, I don't quite th- no, I don't think so. I don't think I it's think a, I don't think it's a comedy sci-fi. I, I know, just but think people are looking humor, for the humor. Yeah, the constantly. humor is, and if it's not there in an episode, it's not a good episode. Well, I think you can't win either way. I think nowadays with it, because I think it's either too serious or it's too funny. I don't think it's too funny. I think the comedy is more visible. Mm. Whereas the jokes tended to be in old Who. Well, in deadpan, wasn't it? Yeah, they're not it's not written to be funny. No. Whereas it seems as well, as well like not so much with this episode but when especially when Stephen Moffat writes he writes a joke and then writes a scene around it. <laughs> like he he's got a punchline. He's like, oh, I got a great joke. Yeah. That's comedy writing, isn't he it? Writes really? the, yeah, he just writes the scene around it. Mm. Which is why I don't like Stephen Moffat particularly. Uh, Moffat's got his ups and downs, like a lot. Of yeah, but everybody writers. does. Everybody his ups does. though are fantastic. I'd say. Um, from what I remember, yeah, mm. pretty good. I so, I think on a whole, I probably prefer Stephen Moffat's run to yeah, Russell's. I do, I do as well. Whereas a lot of people have got nostalgia. I think a lot of people our age have got a lot of nostalgia for Russell's era because yeah. that's where they started. Yeah, I do. But looking at it, it's he's Stephen Moffat's better at writing Doctor Who. Yes, and Russell it, T Davis has got a a thing that he does. Mm. Russell T Davis. Writes a lot of stories around, uh, like slice of life characters, doesn't he? They're character stories rather than monsters per minute, science fiction stuff like that. And a lot of it's set on yeah. Earth. I think in some ways as well, when Russell left, he set the bar so high for sort of look what I've done to Doctor Who mm. that Stephen Moffat came in and thought, well, he was already working high? with him, wasn't he? Doctor? Yeah, yeah, quite he a lot of some stories, isn't he? So I think when Russell left and Stephen started. Mm. I think he thought, you think that's bad? Oh. Try this. And sort of went further with it, with the dirty... Yeah. Because there's a lot of sexual innuendo in Russell's stuff, isn't mm. there? But with Stephen Moffat, there's a lot more of it, obviously. Yeah. So I said that in the wrong sort of... I put emphasis in the wrong place then. <laughs> there's a lot more of it in an obvious way. Yeah. You know, the, just the... The dirty humour thing is a lot more prominent. Like in with, the 50th. Like, mm. Compensating? 
Mm. You get the Sonics out. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I don't like that. I hate that get sort of out. thing in Doctor Who. It's, it's just got no place. No. Sorry. Imagine Perch saying that. Cough your valve. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't want to take it away from Russell though because I don't think Doctor Who would be the same if it weren't I don't think it would have got a new series without him true I think it would have held it wouldn't have been as successful as it is now I don't think it just would have worked for the time. He's probably the right person to start it. Yeah. To bring it back. Definitely. Did it need to come back? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it obviously works. People were pining for it to come back, weren't they? Hmm. And did. It does come back, yeah. So, what are you moaning for? I'm not moaning. I just think they should have left it a alone. No. <laughs> would you rather Dark 2 still go on, or would you rather it's end after the movie? Um... I don't know, you know. Oh, that's sad, isn't I it? I think at the time... At the time, it didn't bother me either way if it was coming back or not. Mm. I just didn't care. Mm. In the same way that I watch anything, like watch Please Sir or Dad's Army and think, well, when are they going to bring it back? Mm. It, it just doesn't cross your mind. It's no. just a thing that was on that you watch. Mm. Um... <sighs> I remember being a bit disappointed when it did come back. Why? Not so much when they announced it was coming back. Mm. I was quite excited. But then watching the first season, thinking, yeah, it's all right. But it's not Doctor Who, as I think of it. Mm. Um, Rusty Davis is a big Doctor Who fan as well. Yes. But I still enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I enjoy all of it. Even shite like this. Really? Well, I can watch it. It's not unwatchable. I think that's the thing with New Who. Especially for me with New Who that I've sort of only really seen the majority, the later era mm. once. The the, er, the earlier New Who stuff I've probably seen a couple of times because I've got it on DVD. Yeah, I've seen them loads. That's why I don't want to piss Chris, Chris's episode yet just because yeah. I've seen them so many times now. I think... And for that, for for seeing them so, so little amount of times, mm. I can watch them and not switch it off because I know what's happening. Because yeah. I don't really have much memory of it. Well, the episodes you've seen so far, has your opinion changed in any way? No. Oh, that's depressing, isn't it? No, it's, yeah. It, it's... Well, my opinion is that old who hasn't changed either. That's fine. Fuck but, off. But, you know, it's... <sighs> It's enjoyable. Mm. It's got a much higher production value. Doctor Who is arguably better now than it was. Like JR said. Yes. Mm. It is. I I agree. Doctor Who is probably better now than it was in Classic Who. It's isn't it? Well, there's more going on. In every sense of the word. I think that's what puts... New Who fans off whole old Who is the sort of the length of the story. Mm. Well, that's why I think about this episode. I was quite old Who, where there's a lot of talking, and but there's, there's just a lot not of different enough, characters. There's just not enough going on. Like 
the plot just isn't interesting enough to need the two episodes. If you went, if it was in one episode, it'd mm. probably be all right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it needed the punchy, like dire situations of characters making a choice. There, we never really got that from this, and I agree mm. there. You're building all this up like they are the same, they are the same. But where's the actual choice apart from people just volunteering to sacrifice themselves at the end? Hmm. Where's, um, I don't know, like a, a character really choosing, not because of circumstance like Jimmy got his chest blown out by the acid, so had to die, hmm. so, so suddenly says to the clone, you take my place. But I would love to see a scene I don't know where maybe Jenny's pining for her life if she was a good actress. Uh, and the, the characters really have to make a decision who's who. Or maybe play with the, the, the doctor more, like really get to grips with I don't know. I just, I feel like it would have worked better if there was only one rather than all of them. Because when you do all of them, it feels more of yeah a... um. A political stance or something like that, or a social message that they want to send out, which is fine. Mm. Um, I just feel like it would have made it a lot more. Um, I feel like stuff's happened when you just had one. Yeah. And think... all the, they're locked in a room, and is that right? And stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because per- I feel like uh, yeah. that would have worked better. I think, yeah, personally, I'd have had one character mm. and maybe the rest of them as gangers. Then we could have had an ex- explanation of what these gangers are because they look like normal people. Oh, that's interesting. So, and they've they, taken on the personalities, and she's sort of convinced that they're real. You know, they're the like same so person. One normal, say the, the so, storm so, killed a lot of them, and there's only one. Yeah, person so, so, who's yeah. real, and the rest so say gangers. the majority of the, say they're all gangers except for uh, Cleves. What's this? What's it? Miranda. Yeah. Just have her as the real one. Mm. And then she's got... She'd be able to play that well, as well, I think. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Just... Yeah, just... There's too many, there's too many characters. It's slightly overlong. Just because the second episode, the first 25 minutes, nothing happens. Just... Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. I, it just I find sort it of hard stalls. to think of the, fir- the second episode at the beginning. Yeah. I think it, they're still in the computer room, aren't they? Um, or are they? I don't know. I don't know. Because that scene where the Doctor takes Pond... No, the Pond follows the Doctor outside, doesn't she? And um, he puts her against the wall, doesn't he? Yeah. Now, I reckon that is the real Doctor. It is the real Doctor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think first time watch, you're not supposed to know. I think it is because... Uh, it would make sense for the rest of the, the story in the se- in the season, um, where Amy says to him, "Like I know I've seen you die and stuff like that," but she thinks she's talking to the clone, so it's fine. Hmm. Um, but I like stuff like that, uh, and Moffat does tend to do that a lot, where he'll foreshadow something throughout the whole series, and then we'll get the ending. Yeah, it's yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, it's fine. I know in the second... Are we on to the second episode now? We've been on, to se- on the second episode all the time. <laughs> so let's move on to Act 3. So I think the Doctor, anyway, is with Pond outside. Did you think that on first viewing as well? No. 
Okay. Did you? Uh, no. And the shoe swapping. Where does that happen? <laughs> I think it's behind the desk when they're doing something behind the desk. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I think Miss Baxter knew the whole time. Who's Miss Baxter? Why do you keep <laughs> saying this? Because I only know a Downton name. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what. Uh, Miranda. Miranda. Mm. Because when the doctor says you split up and says to Amy, you treat him like you do would me. And Miss Baxter looks over her shoulder and smiles a bit and l- walks away like she knows. Mm. Very strange. I don't know why she wouldn't say anything. I thought she hated the bastards. But anyway. Uh, so we'll move on to Act 3 then. Jen turns into a monster. Hmm. Terrible. Where's this monster come from anyway? Jen's this big monster, even though she's innocent. Yeah. Seemingly. I'm guessing the point is that, oh, they're all human. They have the potential to be a monster, but they're not going to because yeah, but they're human. What is the monster, though? Like, where has that come from? If they're just clones uh, of the person. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, have a monster in it, isn't it? NPM. Monsters uh, per minute. That's it. It didn't do anything anyway. It can't get through a fucking door. No. Christ. Gen shit. It, it's poor character. Yeah. Poorly played. Um, and you got people sacrifice themselves for no reason. Why didn't they just all get in the tires and go? Well, that never happens, does it? Even no. Even old who. It's like, it's right They there. wasted so much time. Well, the TARDIS time. is under the acid, isn't it? Yeah, but it falls through. As soon as they get there. What do you mean? At the, at the end... Yeah, as soon as they get through that last door, the TARDIS falls through and it's there. Maybe Dixon might not have survived, I don't know. Mm. Um, I love how he's had no role in this whole thing, but then just decides, oh, I've got to kill myself. Yeah, I yeah. have to. I've got to do it for the lads. For the, the lads. gals. I don't know. I don't get it. It's um, a bit weird. And then the doctor reveals that he swapped shoes with the other doctor. Mm. Did you see that going? Along. No. I didn't either. I didn't care either, though. Oh, I did. I thought it was not quite oh, a nice right. twist. So, oh, yeah. Ooh. Hey. We're having tea. Oh. Mm. Can't be arsed now, can you, with this no. one? Well, they sacrifice themselves, don't they? They do. The doctor and Miss Baxter. Mm. And they go into the TARDIS. And Wolf wasn't that close. This is Act 3, isn't it? Not yet. Then now it is, yeah, they're in the TARDIS now, and this is Act 3. Yeah. This is Act 3. Once escaped, the Doctor takes Ganga Jimmy to, the, to his son, who's on a cliff for some reason. Why is this kid on a cliff? On a cliff edge. Messing around with balloons trying to catch him. What was with the balloon? I don't know. He just I didn't had mind it. where you know in the TARDIS where he pulls the balloon out. Right. It didn't bother me. Oh, that's quite good. funny. Right. Okay. Um. Then uh, they take Miranda and Ganga Dickens to a press conference to tell the world what happened. Uh, then pond melts. Uh, yeah, I don't get the Jimmy bit. I think it's a, it's a naff ending, really. It's just to close off that that 
storyline, isn't it? Of because him, the kid really. just, his stick is. But why? Yeah, why is the kid on a cliff on, edge? Yeah, on, a little on his thing? birthday. <laughs> What's he doing? Why would he wait for his dad on a cliff edge rather than his home? I don't know. I bet the cat like that cliff edge is just up the road from the castle. So as long as film, just there. use it there. It's gonna piss down in a minute. Yeah. Get it done. Really. And Doc was there with his hand in the bush, oh, yeah. just watching. Um, and I do like how in this one they confront the problem head on uh, with companies using gangers and like India using like ten thousand mm. gangers and stuff like that. I like that. There is a close to this. There is a point to this. That's probably why we don't see gangers later on, or do we? Mm-hmm. Uh, oxygen no. didn't do anything like that. Oh, capitalism's rough in the future. You know, uh, we're selling oxygen, not really killing off employees and stuff like that. Mm. But then they just go, and there's n- all right. Then there's going to be a good few other ships that are just like that. We're just going to leave it, are you? Just leave it. I don't understand that. It's yeah. It it, it resolves quite nicely. I'd say the story. Mm. It closes off everything. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. You know, it's still... Flagging. Tiring. Yeah, you're flagging now. It's tiring. Uh, the big old twist at the end, though. I like it. It's a bit of a shock, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Are you ready to pop? That's why... Well, she's about to pop, isn't she? Uh, he lifts up that Sonic and zaps her, which is a horrible thing to do. We will find you, by the way. Fuck off. Yeah. Why wouldn't you keep her around? I'd get rid of her. Aye. Rory, can you just... I've left my keys outside. Can you just go and get... (laughs) (laughs) Doctor? (laughs) Where have you gone? I'll surely be back soon. Uh, I'll just stand here by this wall. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, fish and chips at the end. That's why I wanted to go get some fish and chips. Fish and chips. Fiddling with your hands. I like Matt Smith. So, overall, what are we thinking? I was quite impressed. Uh, I thought it was a quite well-rounded story. Um, it didn't aim for the stars, but it told a neat, neat little story, uh, which follows through, obviously, to the next episode, where you have that big battle trying to get Pond and a daughter. Um, by the way, there is a scene in the next episode where Pond has a baby, right? And she's cradling it in her arms. Mm-hmm. And one moment it's fine. The next it like pops. And it's just that white goo of a, of a ganger. It's horrible, that. Mm. Do you remember that? No. Oh, oh, it's awful. Oh, I'm sure that'll be something we can look forward to. All right. More Amy Pond. Fuck off. More then. Matt Smith. So I, there's three seasons there that I can't touch then because you don't like Matt Smith. Well, you, we, they've got to be touched, don't they? You, you'll be like this every time. Well, yeah, well, it is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is, isn't it, It's really? fine. I, oh, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I just didn't like it. That's all you do. What do you like something? It's horrendous to do about that song. <laughs> it's awful. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I know it. what I like. I like what I know. Yeah, well, it is what it is, isn't it? Hello, Cell of Um, Should we do scores then? Yes. 
I'll for I'll I'll go for a glowing amber. I'm gonna go green. No, you're not. No bullshit. I'm gonna go red. No, it doesn't deserve a red. It does. It doesn't. I didn't enjoy it. This episode is better than the one you chose. Ooh, there's no way it couldn't be. I'd say the left. Uh, no, actually, I, I'm more interested by the edge of destruction. Right, than I am this. Mm. But oh, is this easier to watch? This feels too long. Edge of destruction. <laughs> it's I'd I'd go red for this. Right. But you went right for the other one as well. Mm. It's reds all around. Red. Yeah. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. I couldn't. It just feel. You just watched. I watched it just sort of thinking, oh, it's just this again. Even though we haven't seen it before. Yeah. It just feels very. I know what you mean. There uh, we go. It's very sci fi, isn't it? Clones and stuff like that. I think the wow. thing you were doubling down on was that it's a complete copy. It's yeah. It was just, and it there wasn't any like battle or anything like that. It's just them come to terms of. I mean, the fir- them being people you now. The first time I watched it mm. for this, mm. it was fine. I could I watched it through, and it's the same with all of this. Like when we watched the eleventh hour. What other Matt Smith one have we done? God complex. Yeah. The first time through is always fine. But when you go back, I instantly start to dislike right. it. But the first watch through, it's enjoyable. You know, if it was on, mm. it's like the same thing with um, when I've watched the Jody ones. When I first watch them, they go like that. Mm. Like, it's just so quick. And it's enjoyable that you sort of the story just sort of goes along and then yeah. finishes. Whereas, like, the second time I watch it, I think, ooh. And by the... I couldn't watch it the third time. I just could not watch this. I was like, I, I, I just can't do it. Right. Mm. Mm. That's a shame. That's a shame. I thought you might like this one. I thought... I, I, I find it curious how you love Oxygen. I originally. don't love Oxygen. You thought it was brilliant. Yeah, but <laughs> but this one is shit. Mm. Is it because it's not sent space? Is it because there's the same amount of characters? Pretty it much. just feels like it's just. <sighs> it feels tired, and the, I don't like the characters. I th- it's probably the Tardis team, even though I really don't like Matt Lucas. This one's got to be better. Is than... So strong. Yeah. Even though that, Matt that Smith is, is. It's just I a don't think way. he is. I, I don't like Matt Smith. I don't like. Matt we Smith. should have a full-on two-hour. I think we should do some. Yeah, we should have doctors. some side episodes yeah. of just some general discussion. Would you like that? Hmm. Hmm. Good. Aye. So. A red and an amber, and an yeah, and a red and an amber. Yeah, nice. You've rated both stories higher than me. Doesn't that say something? Doesn't that say something? You're miserable tonight. Miserable. Should we do some feedback? Aye. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
So we've got two bits of feedback this week. First one is from Jeff Waddell. He says, Edge is a curiosity. A novel premise let down with a poorly realised stuck spring finale. Some great acting, though, and doesn't outstay its welcome. The two-parter is a good idea, but it all gets messed up to the extent you don't know who's real. And worse, don't care. So is that all about Edge, is it? Um, Edge of Destruction. I'm assuming so. Because similar themes, really, aren't they? You don't know who's who, right? Mm. Uh, but no, in both cases, I'd say you don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't Maybe. Know. That's a... That's a good bit of feedback there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jeff. I've noticed Jeff's name crop up in quite a few podcasts oh. as well. Um, sends in some feedback. So it's nice to have you along with us, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, next piece is from Simon Gage. He says, Edge of Destruction is a good eerie story with a poor ending. The other one is just poor. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. Oh, well. I think we just chose poor stories this week. Maybe. This poor is a, round. Poor. Poor, poor, poor. Oh, well, well, thanks for those two bits of feedback. Um, And thank you to everybody. I've just noticed. um, Thank you to everybody that has sent in a or left a review and rating on the iTunes store. Um, It really does help people to find us. I've noticed we've got, let's have a look, 12 five-star reviews. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's scary. Um. Yeah, so thank you to everybody. Latest ones, what have we got from Tart and Jeff and uh, Mark Cochran and Nortcliffe, Mr. Day, Keith. Um, hi, Keith. Uh, yeah, Billy the Kid. I'm assuming it's no. not the Billy the oh. Kid. You know. um, Nick Reader. And everybody says lovely things. So thank you very much, everybody. If um, you don't feel like you have to give us a five. If you think it's more of a three, it's a give three. Us a three. No, it's, it's it's definitely a two. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd give it a two. Um, I definitely give it a two. But yeah, I, thank you very much because it does help for people to find us. Mm. Um, we're still not when you go when you iTunes Doctor Who. We still don't come up. But or maybe I should fine. maybe I should give it a review. No, you can't rate your own podcast. Well, no, enough is being truthful about it. It's a two star. Wow. Yeah, but you can't give us a... No, don't give us a review. But it is a two-star. But do not give us a review on the iTunes store. Anyway. I'll change my name. I think that all that is left now is for us to say what we're going to be doing next time. Would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go first then. Uh, I've picked one that's quite close to where I am in watching New Who. And I'm just waiting for that Blu-ray to... Well, it's just been dispatched, isn't it? Mm. Uh, the Matt Smith Christmas special. Uh, we're not doing that. This is a bit further on. It's Series 8. It's Episode 7. It's Kill the Moon. The Doctor and Clara crash land on a moon to find a world of horror. Mm. So my story... We're going to head to Season 21. I've just... I, I was thinking the other day, because so far I've picked a story from one Doctor every time, mm. but it isn't going to work because we're going to run out of Doctors and we're yeah. going to be left with Tom Baker. Yeah. Because they haven't all got the same amount of episodes. Don't know why I didn't think this. So I'm going to have to be tactful and maybe ration McCoy and Baker, and, mm. you know. So we're going to go for a Peter Davison. <laughs> okay. We're going to go for Season 21, Serial 1, Warriors of the Deep. Ooh. Earth, 
2084. <clears throat> Two global superpowers hover on the brink of war. When the TARDIS is forced to make an unplanned visit to Sea Base 4, the Fifth Doctor, Tegan, and Turlo find themselves accused of being enemy agents. We haven't seen that before, have we? Quickly embroiled in a deadly game of paranoid intrigue, it becomes clear that the others on the base have sabotage and murder in mind. However, there is a greater threat to mankind. The Salurians and the Sea Devils, prehistoric reptiles seeking to reclaim the Earth. Can the Doctor prevent them from implementing their final solution and triggering a war that could wipe out the entire human race? <sighs> Tune in next week to find out. It's a four-parter. Mm. <laughs> Story okay. number 130. The Salorians. Correct. I wish I chose that. I knew what episode I was going to choose now. Well, Although it would be another Matt Smith one. Mm. So maybe not. I'll keep my one. Well, there you go. So next time, Kill the Moon and Warriors of the Deep. If you've got any feedback you'd like to send in for those stories or the podcast in general, all the information is over the end theme. That's all we have this week. A bit of shit in it, really, I suppose people will say. Very bleak. Bleak. Mm, Daft, that one, isn't it? Yeah, mm. no one cares. Nobody cares. Skip this one. Watch next week, or listen next week, rather. <laughs> uh, Warriors of the Deep and Kill the Moon. Right. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right, can we go and watch these better ones, then? Let's go and do this, Hopefully. Then. All, right, All right, then. God, that was shit, wasn't it? What a load of shite. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at WhoCanConvince or email us at WhoCanConvinceYou at gmail.com. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform to help people find us. John Pertwee. John. John Pertwee. John Pertwee. Of course, your files. <laughs> what are the lines? Is, is it. Um. Codal. <laughs> Joe. Of course, your. I can't. Of course, your files. <laughs> he does that with his lip as well. Mm. <laughs> 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 like a soccer. <laughs>